Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to the Power Talk Podcast with Pastor Paul Chicato and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. How hey. you doing, my pastor? Yep, doing good. Everything's good. Amen. And before we get going, listeners, we want to say thank you for for actually listening, for following us, being a friends and family about this. And please continue to support us through prayer and and just, yeah, through, mainly through prayer, that this message that we talk about, these podcast topics, really reach the world. The things we talk about are isn't just for an isolated few. It's for everyone. You know, Pastor Paul, we get to Pastor Paul and I, we get together, we talk about these these things to help people. Yes. To bring breakthrough, to do whatever Amen. is necessary that the word can do and will do. That's that's very good. That's true. And I mean we even want to expand this in the future, you know, potentially doing video mm-hmm. here in the near future and doing it as more of a video slash audio podcast. podcast. I love it. And uh for those that really want to learn will will have a little bit more available when they when they're when you're able to view it mm-hmm. you know uh where if you wanted to take notes you know we'll, we'll so we'll go a little bit more and uh, yeah. have a little bit more detail with the your ability to learn from it and grow e- exactly and the cool thing is you'll see pastor paul and myself in a relaxed environment yes we're kind of chill right now but once i think is going i'll tell you what, we set up and we get going because we're just passionate about the things of god that's right we're passionate about the word of god we're passionate about what the word can do for us and for you as our again our listener, our follower, friends and family, we love you so much. And we have you in mind with every podcast. That's right. That's exactly right. And I believe that it will help a lot of people beyond our current reach. And how does that happen? It's when you as the listener takes and shares that, reshares that on multimedia, uh, posting, uh, telling people to Mm -hmm. connect with us on Spotify. There it is. Many people already have Spotify as an Mm -hmm. app. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now they can connect with us and listen to these free podcasts. And also, too, uh, we did uh, get some bad news a couple days ago that Pastor Cindy's stepbrother, uh, Michael Deonda had just passed away. So if you wouldn't mind keeping Pastor Cindy and the Deonda family in your prayers, yes. we would definitely appreciate that because we know the power of prayer is, is it can do wonderful things. Right. So definitely keep Pastor Cindy and, and the Mikey Deonda family in prayer. He left behind six beautiful children and a wonderful wife. So for your for specific prayer needs, pray for the, that family, please. Amen. Pray Amen. for that family, please. So with that being said, my pastor, anything in the media topic that has really stood out to you before we, we kind of segue into our topic here? Anything that stood out to you, you know, recently? Uh, there's, you know, right now, one of the things that's being kind of bombarded, you know, again, it's all just ties in with a lot of the end time stuff where Second Timothy 3 is really coming into being Luke 21, Matthew 24, verses 1 through 9, yeah. where we see all these different signs. And part of it is, of course, is civil. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, things that happen on planet Earth, even amongst people, the right. deception and things of that nature. But deception is, by the way, going to be the number one thing. Uh, it's even above everything else. It is the number one tool in Satan's bag in these last days. And I love how you said that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Deception is the number one tool. And I think we need to get that result within us because that's exactly what's going to happen in our personal lives, yes. politically, in yes. the church is deception it's deception and he's able to to convey that in many different ways even in the spirit realm he's able to a lot of people are seeing spiritual things uh with their own eyes uh whether it be you know uh past loved ones when in reality that's just a deception of satan 
remember he can masquerade as an angel of light that's what scripture tells us um you know but he's looking to seek in whom he can devour like a lion uh so his his ultimate goal is to masquerade as an angel of light basically what that does that gets people's minds off of potentially what god's doing there it is and they have to assume that there's things in the supernatural realm that even extend beyond a supernatural god in fact right now uh, 70% of the church actually believes that there's another way to get to heaven besides just Christ. And that's the church. Uh, that's too high of a number. That's huge. That's and that's high. why I say people need to be extremely aware of the deception that's going on. If you can deceive the church, well, then you've won. Because that's the only hope that this this world has. And the church is holding this nation together. Yes, I it's the only what, thing. I love what you said. Many this has been a part last year to the beginning at the start of COVID. It's like this nation needs the church. Mm-hmm. It can't. It can't. It can't function it. without the church. It can't function, and so this is why. So one of the things that we're seeing right now in the world is the uh, there's a lot of different situations that are happening, but one in particular happened where a, a, a father had. Uh, got in front of a school board because they believed that the school itself wasn't really protecting her kids. His daughter had gotten raped or something, okay? So he got in front of the school board and basically said his piece. Uh, you know, it was, he was right on basically about yeah. the, the accusation that he accused the school board of. Mm-hmm. But it's opened up a, a Pandora's box, so to speak. Uh, there's been several other situations that are that are occurring now around our nation, and one in particular was uh, several uh, concerned parents mm-hmm. uh, were were went to a school board and they read read some of the curriculum that their children are learning in elementary school. And I don't like to get real extremely graphic, but sure. it, but it's just the reality of what's being learned. And sure. it was talking basically this the several people were reading excerpts from a book that was actually being. St- uh, uh, as a reader in an elementary school mm-hmm. amongst five-year-olds to to uh, to 11-year-olds okay. and it was a book that one of the teachers had chosen as curriculum well they lambasted the school board and basically long and short of it it was pornographic okay and so basically it talked they, they were sharing it i watched the whole video uh one of the parents basically read an excerpt out of this book and like I say, without trying to get into too great a detail, but we're not naive of what's going on yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, it was the she read it, and the boy was basically the narr- was the narrator in the book. This little boy, and he's saying, "Yeah, I had basically oral sex with this other with blah blah blah." No like I said, I don't want to say it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And I liked it, and then uh, and then I let him have oral sex on me, and I realized, oh, I like that. And this is a curriculum. This is a book that was chosen as a curriculum. But you see, we're 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 working extremely hard to confuse uh, sexual identity. When in reality, sexual identity is not our issue, because we all like sex. God created us for it, as long as it's used within the confines of marriage. But we've made it into something in our country that we're saying that. We don't understand our personal sexual identity. That that is not the real issue. What we don't understand, what we don't know, is our personal identity and our purpose in life. There it is. And so, when you confuse purpose with sexual identity, what you're doing is you're creating within the to believe that your sexual identity is your purpose. Mm. That is not your purpose. It's good. This is why everybody is trying to making a stand in today's world. Mm. 
They're coming out as a personal gender, whether it be binary, right. you know, transgender, whatever. Yeah. And the reason why they're coming out is because they're making that their purpose. Mm. Well, that's not your purpose. Sex, sexual preference is not a purpose. Right. And making a stand for it is not your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Your purpose is always much more broad. And it's always about helping others, not yourself. Wow. So we Go know ahead, that when you start getting into this sexual identity thing, what you're doing is you're taking, you're putting people, young people in a position to question who they are as people. Wow. That's not really where we should be in life. Right. We should have fathers and mothers that raise us properly mm -hmm. to teach us who we are as a person. Mm -hmm. And in the process, when we realize who we are as a person mm -hmm. and we can validate that, our self-identity, we can validate, be, it not only be validated, by good behavior, good right. moral character, by doing the things that are healthy to help the environment and the community. Wow. What we do is we transition into fi finding our purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it takes a while to find purpose because there's a lot of people. I didn't really find my purpose until I was about 23, 24 years old. I didn't really know. Right. I always kind of had an idea, but I didn't know what it looked like. Well, about 23 years old, I realized it's ministry. Yeah. Okay, but that's okay. But at least I had good moral character to help yes. be that guide. Yes. I knew who I was as a man already. I didn't need to have a sexual uh, fixation on my sexual preferences and trying... Because what happens is you've got young people fighting for things that mean absolutely nothing. On, they think it does, but it means absolutely nothing. We had a podcast done about three weeks ago called Desensitized. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that even more so. Now we're seeing the school desensitizing our children, trying yes. the, the attempt. And this is why it's extremely important for parents to be extremely involved. There it is. In what their children are being taught. Yeah. Being vigilant about parenting your children. And just yes. don't assume that the public schools know what they're talking about. You can't. We can't just assume that no more as parents. We can't not only assume it. We can't allow them to raise them. Exactly. It's ex it's so dangerous for somebody else to come in. And our government right now is working ex working very hard. I, could, I don't want to keep using the word extreme. But they are working very hard right. to gain some control over parenting uh, situations that in reality it's the mother and father that should be doing the parenting exactly and this is where the mother and father not just the church but the mother and father standing up yes at those parent teacher conferences and being a voice right being a voice because our public school system and the whole teaching economics has gone down the tube yeah i mean look it takes a village to ra help raise the children i mean right. look we, we we all should be thinking the same uh not with not without, not with the same purpose, right? But we should all at least have the same character, you know. Yeah. I have a couple. I have a, a couple of friends that are liberal, and I say friends. I say it loosely because we we do have one thing in common. We play racquetball. Okay. But outside of that, we don't hang out. You know, yeah. that's not that's not yeah. that's not the way it's going to work. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as that one thing in common, we get together. We're all very cordial with each other. We already yeah. know that we think different. Right. But we still have a high level of respect, respect. for one another. That's key. We all still, all in all, we know that character is still important. Yes. And we we know that, you know what, there are certain things in life that aren't worth creating a fight about. Exactly. So that way we can't still get on. No, we get along. Right. And this is what the world, where the world's at. We all, we, the way the world is being built right now, 
with so-called systemic racism, with with sexual preferences and identities, uh, with uh, with all of these different things uh, mm-hmm. that are coming mm-hmm. upon our country, mm-hmm. that we're, we're we're being taught that if you're liberal, you're on one side of the fence. Right. If you're conservative, you're on the other. Look, or if you're a Democrat or Republican, look, I get it. We're on different sides as far as the things and how we want our country ran. Right. That I get. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about moral character, we should mm. all still have the similar moral characters. Exactly. We should still have the same thing that says, I, I still desire to protect and love my children and my family the same as my counterpart. Right. And that's something God deposited in us, by the way. Yes. And this, the... Uh the people and Satan are fighting hard against that. Yes, they are. I mean, that's what that was God breathed into us, Pastor. Yes. That sense of morality, that yes. sense of, of of ownership of who we are as a person yeah. through Christ. Yeah. And the devil has tried uh, time and time again, time and time again, to just to uh, dispel that, and and yeah. deceive. You just said that. And as far as and, and really, a, it's like a downgrade. Mm-hmm. It's it a dumbing is. down of everything that God made. Godly and whole, whole. There it They're is. They're dumbing it down. There it is. Yeah, very much so. I read something the other day. It was in the book of Leviticus. It said that do not when regarding trees. Now we have hybrid trees. We where they get one tree and and put another one with it. Right. You can basically graft them into graft one. Graft Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the scripture, it says, "Do not eat from those trees," in, in, which is interesting. Yeah. But I, you kind of see the same concept in the school system, you know, in the churches where the deception is coming in, where you have the 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 God design, then you have the demonic design. Right. And the demonic is trying to graft into the godly and make it compromise without it it being noticed. Well, he's done it. it when you when you have seventy percent of the people that can there say. As as they go to a, a Christian church, yeah. mostly Protestant Christian believe you know Christ centered mm-hmm. churches, mm-hmm. and yet you can still say, well, I believe that there's still another way that there's other possible ways to get to heaven yeah. even besides Jesus or the salvation. Okay, there's already that deception that's entered into the church, and that's scary. That's very scary. Yeah, that's very scary. And that's what is as a pastor. And even you as an associate, mm-hmm. that's what you and I are contending with every week. Yeah. Because people come in and we speak truth, but they don't hear truth. Mm-hmm. They're hearing something different. Right. And uh, one thing I've learned is that how we hear and perceive is based that's off it. of the gla- kind of the lens of life that we kind of wear. Right. And what's interesting is that a lot of times, even Christians that pretty much believe similar, all it takes is one thing and we're still divided. Right. I don't get that. Right. I, I've had lots of friends. We don't believe exactly the same. I remember when I was in youth ministry, mm-hmm. I I was a friend to several youth ministers. Yeah. And we did some amazing work together. Mm-hmm. We did a thing called History Makers in yeah. the early days. All of us did not believe the same. Right. But it was those few little rare things that we didn't quite agree on. Right. We didn't allow those to keep us apart because at the on the grand scheme, on the bigger scale, on the more general thing, yes. we believed it's it's Jesus. Amen. And that's it's it. Jesus, and we believed in the salvation. We believed in the work of the Holy Spirit. We believe, but there were little nuances that we didn't agree with. Right. But we never allowed that to become a point of argument mm. because it wasn't important. It that's wasn't right. going to determine our heaven or hell. Come on. It wasn't going to determine our salvation. But it was something that was no reason to get upset about. We just realized, okay, either we just don't understand it personally ourselves, mm-hmm. or 
the other person's wrong and I still love them and right. we still love Jesus all together right. and we're going to serve him and we and we did some great work together. Wow. But today in the church I see people today well we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit such we, as healing right. and prophecy. I know a lot of people that believe in the Holy Spirit, but they have a hard time with prophecy and healing. Mm. And so they get really, it, it scares them. And I'm like, yet they're Bible believing. Mm -hmm. They're going to, they're saved, mm -hmm. but that's enough to keep us apart. Mm. And I'm like, why? Maybe there's something you don't know. At least stick around long enough to wow. say, I'm going to delve into that and ask questions and see what it is that I, why I struggle with what you're saying. Right. And maybe you are wrong. Maybe mm. I'm wrong. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to allow that to be. And that's what's becoming a problem. And this is what happened in Jesus' day. Mm -hmm. Jesus went about healing people. Guess what? He didn't. He had the hardest time dealing with people after a miracle. Mm -hmm. It was a miracle. Right. Why? Because the miracles were were against everything that they believed. Mm -hmm. Especially if it was and done yet, on the Sabbath. Right, especially if it was on the Sabbath, especially. So how could God do that? You see, those were silly right. differences. How right. could God heal on the Sabbath? It must not be of God. But we know that God can be is the only one that can heal. And the biggest quarrel they had with Jesus wasn't just the miracles. It was a claim that he was the son of God, mm -hmm. making him equal to God. Yeah, That was the number one thing that put him on that cross, yep. was that he, he claimed to be the son of God, which he was. Right. And, and, and to be honest with you, though, I can kind of see why that would create a problem. <laughs> I could create that because you're creating to be yourself to be a deity. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And so I get that. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about things that we all agree on, but yet we still disagree, mm -hmm. and yet that still divides us, that's that's a real issue. I get the I get the him claiming son of God. We need to talk about that mm -hmm. because that that's a that's a salvation thing there, right? You know, and that right. that I get that. But when we're talking about things that we should all agree on, or right. even if we don't agree, it shouldn't separate us. Right. That's happening a lot, and that's what Satan's doing. I mean, how many people do we know? You know, say, well, I, I believe that you should wear a dress. One says, well, I should, you shouldn't wear dress. Or one says, you shouldn't wear pants. You know, you shouldn't have long hair. You the shouldn't man. have long hair. And it's like, okay, what you're seeing in scripture, I get it, but we can discuss that. But is this a heaven or a hell? Is this no. really a, no. you're, now you're a Christian and I'm a, I'm not. Is mm -hmm. that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Over the fact that you might have long hair and I might have short hair? Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. It's those silly little nuances mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with our ultimate salvation mm -hmm. and eternity. Wow. And yet we're making a big deal of that. That's Satan. You're right. Like you said, deception is, is Satan number one tool, but deception breeds division division and it breeds it at a very low level i mean you know how many people won't you i mean think about it ain't nothing against them they're wonderful people but look at the amish people what will they not do right. they won't use technology mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like but i believe that that's god's gift to man is that he gave us the gifts right. to build right. things like this right. but they won't use technology right. and they have their reasons but i'm going to tell you it, I, again i don't know any amish people so please <laughs> <you're> little amish <laughs> yeah but I, i'm assuming that at least that they believe that they're sticking close to the word and that they know salvation i could yeah. be wrong i don't know i'm not going to sit here and act like i know but let's assume that they really do believe as far as the salvation mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. things of god they believe in the power the holy spirit okay let's say they do right but and that's just the one little area. Right. See, this is why Paul even said, you know, if your brother doesn't eat meat, don't that's eat meat in front else. of him. Right. 
He says, so as not to hurt their faith. Right. He's simply saying, why are we going to allow eating meat or not eating meat to separate exactly. us? Exactly. It's not an eternal thing. And you're right. And he says that with those, he, call, he, said, he calls it those with weak faith. He says it's just their weak faith. That's all. And, but he, he recognized it, but he, did, he wasn't critical of them. But he wasn't critical and he would still probably be friends with them. He was, of course, to some degree. He was. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say we, Satan's got weaved himself in that now it's the differences of who eats meat and who doesn't. And we've created su it's such a deception that it's caused a lots of division and it's downgraded the, the church. That's why now it's affecting eternity things. When you have people now believing, well, I don't believe Jesus is the only way. Then there it goes. Okay, now it's creating bigger problems, this kind of stuff. And this will, this will help segue us to our real topic here, is the unseen is eternal. Yeah, very good. Uh, the unseen is eternal, and this can be based off of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, yes. verse 18. Read that. What is it? I'm going to read that really quick here. It's, again, listener, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Start in verse 16, my brother. Yeah. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Verse 17. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Verse 18. So we don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, we fix our eyes and gaze on the things which cannot be seen. For the things we see now will be gone, but the things we cannot see will be forever or eternal. Yeah, you know this is this this is a perfect segue because it, what version is that? A New Living Translation. Okay, that's the New Living Translation. In the New King James version, here it says, "Therefore, do not lose heart." And so Paul's already making the statement that you know what, don't don't give up too easy yet. Don't back away and don't give up too easy. And then he goes on to say, even though our outward man is perishing. So a lot of times what happens is we have this world. It's in disarray. There's a right. lot of stuff that's right. going on. It's creating pressure on us. Right. Me and you were talking earlier. Yeah. We're getting gray hair because <laughs> of the things that we have to deal with. You know, yeah. uh -huh. Part of it's because of that. Part of it's just because it's the aging process. Yes. Yeah. And we get the aging. Yeah. But the stress. The stress. The burden. You know yes, what I mean? The unnecessary, exactly. the unnecessary burdens. And so it's perishing. Yes. Yet the inward man or that spirit man is being renewed day by day. And, and, and how is that going? How is it that your old, your outward man is going to age, but your new man, the inward man is going to be renewed? Yeah. And so this stronger. one gets old, uh -huh. this one gets new, or this one gets new, this one gets old. Right. Sorry, I'm using hand gestures and you can't see it on the microphone. <laughs> I know you can't. Uh, yeah, I know you can. <laughs> yeah. He's Italian. He's yeah, like, I'm Italian. So I'm over here talking with my hands here, folks. Uh, it's funny. Um, but... One of the things that you'll notice is that um, is that the inward man, that spirit man, can be renewed. So that means that even when you hit, mm -hmm. you know, 80 years old, mm -hmm. your inward man. Um, so basically, what happens is 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 that that as you begin to pray, as you begin to study, as you begin to read, as you become, as you fellowship, that inward man just stays renewed. In other words, it stays above the problems that your outward man can't stay away from. And that's what the enemy does not want. This is why you said deception is the number one tool, not against the world, right? against the church. Against the church. And so the inward man is working extremely hard mm -hmm. um, is it, or doesn't work extremely hard at all. The outward man does. The inward man doesn't work. Mm -hmm. He has to be renewed. 
you have to work oh, on him. Oh, okay. Okay? You lost me for a second, but we used everything you knew. That's good. It, it That's is, good. Because the inward man has to be worked on. He has to be built. How? Renewed. Renewed. And the reason why that's extremely important is because you got to be ex- very careful of what you put into him. Yes. And a lot of people today are not putting the good quality things into their inward man mm. for them, him to be renewed. Come on, my pastor. And so what happens is, is they tend to live according to the outward man. Why? Because the outward man's frustrated. What? The outward man's being stressed and pressed. The outward man is being beat up every day by something, tempted, yeah. Yeah. condemned, you name it. Yeah, and the outward man is what we fix our eyes on, so we think that's permanent. Right. And it's not. It's not. It's not. That's the deception part. It's the deception. And if you get the inward man on, renewed, man. what happens is, is things that work from the inside out create a better man in general. Mm. You see, if if I fix the engine on my car and keep it running, yeah. it doesn't really matter if it gets a ding on the on the door. Right. It doesn't matter if a paint, piece of paint chips. Right. If that engine is running good, the car is going to keep going exactly. no matter what the outside looks like. Exactly. Our inward, the engine of a man is his spirit. And so you have to maintain it. You have to work it and renew it. Even though the old man on the outside is going to get older. I have a reference to that scripture. My Bible points out Leviticus 26, 12. Again, this is a New Living Translation I'm reading out of. I will walk among you. I will be your God and you will be my people. Mm, yeah, That's how we renew our mind is understanding scriptures like this, my yes. pastor, that again, God's saying, I will walk among you. I will be your God and you will be my people. Yeah. But we have to submit to that truth. We have to submit. We have to submit. This is why when we're talking about the inward man, it's, it's important, but I like what it goes on to say for our light affliction <laughs> which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. Well, how is an affliction working for us? Well, can I go back for a second? Yeah. You say light afflictions, but you described heavy afflictions just a moment ago. Right. The Apostle Paul is now saying those are light. Even, even the most heaviest ones that we're facing, mm-hmm. death. Yep. Death. Our bodies, like you say, we're graying, all these different things, the burdens that we're feeling in our bodies, that we're feeling, the pains and all the aches. Right. He's saying, Pastor... Those are light afflictions in comparison. And the reason he's able to say that is because he renewed his spirit man. Well, then there it is. If your spirit man isn't renewed, it's not a light affliction. This is why people are more oppressed today and depressed and frustrated and angry because their afflictions aren't light. Because they don't know how to renew their spirit, man. So they're more focused on the outer than the renewing of the man. You want to know why there's so many self-help gurus out there? Because what do self-help gurus do? Mm -hmm. They train the mind how to think better, which is very helpful. I'm not going to say it's not because even the Word of God tells us to renew the mind also daily. But you still renew it first through the spirit by taking in the the Word. And then that Word now stays in your mind. Because it's already placed in there. According to Scripture, I think First Peter says the word is written on our hearts yes. and placed on our minds. And placed two on our different, minds. Two different words. That's right. Written on our hearts and placed on our minds. In other words, it's up to us in the mind area to, re, like you said, renew it, refresh yes. it. That's why James even expressed it. He goes, when you go through diverse trials and tribulations. He didn't say if. When. He says when. In other words, it will happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if it will. It's a matter of when it does. Yeah. But count it all joy. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, why did he say count all joy? He's not saying, again, don't ever count the trial and tribulation as joyous. Mm -hmm. No. Count it all joy that God's giving you joy mm -hmm. to overcome trial and tribulation. Which is a strength, according to Scripture. Which is a strength. Joy of the Lord is our strength. So here's why Paul says this. He's saying when you work that inward man, you stir up joy within him. Mm -hmm. You're stirring up the, the truth of God within him. You're giving him a reason to, to have peace that, over, that, that surpasses all understanding. You're giving him something that that outward man can now rest on. Mm -hmm. But you have to do it daily right. because the outward man is going to get hit again. It's going to get hit again. It's going to get hit again. But if you renew that inward man, that outward man will learn to respond it's properly. Me, I love that. When I see day by day, that means throughout the day. Throughout the day. Throughout the day. Day by day doesn't mean just once a day, my pastor. Yes. We don't eat once a day. We don't drink water once a day. Yep. We need to be doing this every day. And what is that every day, Pastor? Worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. Reading our word. And like what you said, is iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, for that fellowship that we need. Right. Not bickering at That's what right. you don't believe and what I believe and right. keeping that disparity between us. No, no, no. This is where we love one another. Yeah. And this is why he goes on to say this. Right. He says, while we do not look at the things which are seen. So again, he's totally just talking about the renewed spirit. He's not even giving credence to this outward man. He's just saying that the outward man is going to He tested. He perish. just touched on it. Yeah, he, but it's just a light affliction if you're working on the outward. So he says, while we do not look at the things which are seen. Mm -hmm. He's saying, don't look at it is what he's saying. Yeah, don't focus on it. Yeah, he's saying, don't focus on the things at which you can see. He says, but th focus on those things which are not seen. So he's saying, if you're going to renew your inner man, you're going to have to focus on the thing you don't see, which is what? I don't see God. Right. I don't see Jesus Christ. I don't even see the Holy Spirit. But yet those are the things I need to focus on because I can't see them. I know spiritually they're real. Exactly. And they are the things that renew my inner man. Exactly. And they are the individuals, I should say, not things. Inner, they are the individuals that help yeah. me renew my inner man. And so I love it because he goes on to say, for the things which are seen are temporary. So yeah, you might be able to get your mind right today, but you're going to be hit again. And you're going to be hit again the next day and the next day. And he says, trust me, it's going to be a battle just to keep your mind right. He goes, but if you'll touch on the things that you don't see, which are the things that will actually help you. He says, watch this. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And he says, so work on the eternal things, not on the temporary. Eternal means what? Eternal means a, a time that cannot be counted. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a dateless, it's a dateless amount of time. Wow. That means that when we get into eternity, you can't date it. Wow. And we're in His presence. Mm -hmm. Now, we can go in opposite direction to that. We also know there's another place yes. that's also eternal right. for those who aren't renewing their minds, right. for those whose focus is their flesh. Right. That's right. What place is that, my pastor? Well, one's the kingdom of God. You know, I mean, if I'm understanding your question right. The other place where, we, again, we're, I'm going on the opposite end of what the Apostle Paul is saying. Yeah. Now there's another place that's eternal. We're referencing to hell. I see what you're saying. Yes. I, I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah, yes. To hell. You're so, totally right. So, again, we're not renewing our mind. Right. We're only we are fixated on the light affliction. I see what you're saying. We yes. are fixated on this flesh. That's a good point. There's the opposite end of that. Yeah, if you if you focus on the things that are uneternal, there it is. and you focus on the natural man, That's it. you're really focused on things that are of hell now. You're totally right. Exactly. Because you're focusing only on the perishable things, 
not the unperishable There it things. is, which is the deception. Which is the Movie deception. stars and all these, I'm not saying all of them are, are, are not Christians. I don't know where they're at. Right. So we know some of them, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if our lives are based on their appearance, based on their actions, based on what they do, mm -hmm. we're we will have eternity with them in hell. Yeah, exactly. Because that's all they're focused on is their outward man, yes. how they look in front of the camera, yes. how, 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 you know, the, how to eat better, how to think better, how to blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, you go on and on. Those are all healthy things, yeah. but that's not what you focus on. Exactly. Those are, that's not an eternal thing. Exactly. In other words, if our marriage is failing, stop looking at Beyonce. Yeah. Look to the Lord, renew your mind. Yeah, for if, sure. You know, if your kids are, are, are rebellious, stop looking at the rock. Yeah. And what his eating regimen is, his workout regimen is, and start renewing your mind daily here. Yeah. The, all's they all's they are is proponents of potentially health, yeah. but not spiritual health. Yeah. Honestly, they're health, proponents, like you said, health and beauty. We that's get it. that. We get that. We get that. We want to look that's buff right. as men, and women want to look beautiful, right. and that's okay. Yep. I'm sure they got good beauty tips. I'm sure they got good uh, working out tips. Yeah. But that is not how we renew our mind. That's not how you daily, renew that man day by day. And so, this is where we see a lot of the struggle with the church is because yes. they're the church is even teaching them how to think better. Mm -hmm. And again, th there's nothing really wrong about that because thinking is such a vital importance in the Word of God. Right. God gives you a brain. You need to use it. Right. So I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, we don't need to raise a village of idiots. <laughs> you know, on. We need to raise a village of truth, but truthers. Yes. And, but in the process, you cannot neglect the inward man. If you neglect the inward man and the outward man is polished, you know, it's interesting. Uh, one of the things that, that the Bible says is it says something really interesting. It says laughter doeth good as a medicine. Mm -hmm. But I realized that that laughter isn't just laughter as in being funny, mm -hmm. something that's lighthearted. Mm -hmm. It has to be more spiritual. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason I say that is because I actually have seen several comedians in the world of fame mm -hmm. many of them are depressed yeah and yet they're always telling jokes they're always being you know look at robin williams uh james carrey mm -hmm. jim carrey he's been depressed and oppressed and now he's off in la la land on his beliefs and mm -hmm. uh you know and they're not the only ones how is it that the funniest people in the world literally right. these are probably considered two of the maybe top 10 maybe top five funniest mm -hmm. men in the world mm -hmm. of all time yes and will always be known as that yeah. because of their ability to ad lib and yes. and work a crowd, and yet they've had the most depression. Why is that? Right. Well, because what they've done is that they constantly work on that outward man, trying to find a form of happiness. Mm. But true laughter comes from the spirit. Okay, so that means that I can find something that's that that brings joy. They're trying to find happiness, a natural, a natural response to something uh, releasing endorphins in the mind. Look, I want to find that deep inner joy that make that brings a bubbling spirit, so to speak. In other words, I don't know how to say it. It probably sounds really, really feminine when I say it. But I'm talking about that bubbly spirit that, right. that makes me say, "Wow, I feel really good." And so when something is lighthearted and and it it causes me to laugh just simply because I already felt good in the joy within me. I didn't have to create it. It's created within me because I've renewed my inward man. You almost go talk talk talked about as far as identifying your purpose. 
because people like that obviously didn't identify their purpose. Mm-hmm. Their purpose in life, yeah, they're they're great at it, making people laugh. Uh-huh. But ultimately, their purpose—that's not the only purpose they have in this life. No, it's not. And so they 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 work people into a frenzy of laughter. Because that's the only thing that brings any type of happiness for them. Mm-hmm. But they find that that doesn't sustain them it's for long lasting. periods of time. It's, it's not, not lasting. And so if you don't know how to renew the inward man, you're never going to find the joy that allows you to live life at the level that you want. Mm-hmm. Joy is what allows us to do that. Yeah, it's a fruit of the Spirit, my pastor. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. The there are, it is. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And there's a lot of people in the natural world, secular world, don't get me wrong, they're probably happy, and they'll play happy all their lives. That might just be a personality thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just are naturally happy. Uh, maybe they do keep themselves fit. Yeah. Uh, and so I get that. We're not talking about those exceptions. But when you look at the world at large, and like I said, 70% of the world is convinced that Jesus isn't the only way, that means you, you haven't found a way to find joy in the eternal. Wow. Because you don't really believe in Jesus. Wow. You believe in Jesus. Jesus, the man, but right. you don't believe in the eternal Savior, the See, Lord. And because of that, is you don't believe in him as Lord, you, you would never completely surrender your life to him. Mm. And this is where the world is right now. I say the world, the church in many ways. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Well, and the key word to me right there, what you said, is just the word surrender. I mean, the church has forgotten to surrender to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yes. The reason why the doors are open is for Christ. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, it seems like they lost focus of mm-hmm. what that is. And referencing back to the scripture, they're not renewing their mind day by day. Right. That's exactly right. The affliction is our numbers have gone down in a church attendance. Yeah. The affliction is uh, this: the pastor was caught in adultery. The affliction is all these, all these different things. It's like, again, that is a problem, but that's not our focus. Right. The focus is renewing our mind day by day. Going back to the um, what it says here is that the outward man is perishing, but yet the inner man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction is uh, is but for a moment, but working a far more exceeding and greater eternal weight of glory. Yeah. And so obviously we've lost the church in general focus on what that means. Yeah. And so unfortunately we're not looking at the eternal. We're not realizing the internal is right. is is permanent is a permanent fixture even yeah. though we don't see it. Right, that's right. It's a permanent fixture, and we're talking about Christ, the eternal. Yeah, we we totally are. You, you've got to connect with Him in order for your your spirit, then your soul, and then your body to be renewed completely. Yeah. Uh, the inward man has to be renewed first. It's the only way that your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions can ever be completely have the joy and the happiness that you want to experience and then from there it reveals itself on the outside Mm -hmm. you see a clean life you see people that look healthier they look brighter they look cheerier you know so life you want to work from the inside out not the outside in and i and you like i said you get a lot of these self-help gurus um, and pastors are becoming like this too lately. And it's, and it's, it's, yeah, I've it, seen that. they constantly work the mind and they, and, and if you work your mind, your spirit will be okay. Actually, that's not the word of God. Yeah. The word of God is that we first taste and see that the word of God, is good. that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. Then it works its way out. That's why it says it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of a man because whatever you've put in, that doesn't make him unclean. It's the revelation of what you've put in, though, mm. 
when it comes out that we see what kind of man you are. And so we see the kind of person people are because they they did put it in, but they worked it from the outside in. Yeah. And like you're saying, kind of going back to a general statement regarding the church, we're not seeing a lot of good things. We're not seeing a lot of power. We're not seeing a lot of anointing. We're not seeing a lot of people. We see a lot of people that are sometimes extremely knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Um, but they still get unhappy. Well, how is that? Why, why is it that there's still a struggle? Because you can only do so much with the mind. Mm-hmm. You've got to renew that inward man. If you talk to most people, they've spent very little time in the presence of God speaking mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people speak on speak to God simply because they want something. Mm-hmm. Very few speak to God because he wants something. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, I want something, God. Yeah, but what about what I want, son, daughter? We don't give him that. And so God's not obligated. And a lot of people wonder why we don't see healings well. And what do we do? We throw it to the curb as if, well, God doesn't heal anymore. Or God, I just didn't have enough faith. Or it's just not God's will. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, wait a second. You've spent so little time in God's presence just giving him what he wants. And what is that? Mm -hmm. Worship. Mm -hmm. Honor and glory. Plain and simple. Those three things. You give him worship, honor, and glory. And those two, honor and glory come through that worship. If you would give him that, you would start seeing miracles. Oh, I love it. And to me, when you when you point those three uh, points out, my pastor, one thing that also leads is people to repentance, man. Yeah. You know, people are unrepentant anymore. Yeah. You know, they're just like, they just assume, hey, I'll... I know what I'm doing. I'm, there's no, I'm not getting any kind of repercussions for what I'm doing, whether this action or that action. You don't see very little repentance. Very little. And, uh, you know, there, there's there's not a lot you can do but share truth because it's the only thing that will set people free. Yeah. But people have got to still want that truth. Yeah. You, you can't force it, but what you can do is you can speak it. Yeah. And so when you speak a lot of truth that people aren't receiving, mm-hmm. There's not a lot you can do about that. Jesus spoke to lots of people that didn't receive. Come on. And he was the word. I mean, he's alive. He, he's called his name is the word. word. I mean, it's not it's not just what he did. He is the word. You're right. He is the good news. Yeah. And so uh that's why Paul made it known that you know, I don't just preach Jesus, I preach Jesus crucified. crucified. And he wanted to know that. And suffering. he wanted to know that suffering. So he's just basically saying, I, I, I don't just preach about the word and Jesus, uh, the man. I preach about the Christ who died for all. Oh you know, it became a powerful thing to Paul. Mm. And he saw miracles. He saw miracles beyond miracles. He he saw what other, the other, l- let's put it this way. He actually had a greater revelation of who Jesus was than the disciples who spent three and a half years with Jesus. Yes. And it's, again, referencing to the scripture, he wrote this. The Apostle Paul yeah. wrote this in 2 Corinthians 4.18. He wrote this. Can you imagine you spend three and a half years with Jesus yep. and yet you don't know him yes. as well as the man who never spent three and a, who did not spend yes. three and a half years with him? Yeah. That's how amazing Paul was. Yeah. Yeah. He went places in the spirit that the other disciples didn't or the other wow. apostles didn't. Wow. Uh, later on, they did. We see John the Beloved. He right. he went pretty deep. He did. But even still, God didn't give him another third, uh, allow him to write another third in the Bible, the New Testament that we read. Right. 
but he did write one of the most powerful books in the Bible for sure, <laughs> yeah, the Apocalypse Revelation. of the Revelation. Yeah, no doubt. Right. So wow, this is a good topic, my pastor. Yes, and, it is. I, and I love it that our listeners get to really understand the unseen is eternal, and this is a reminder: don't don't look at the outward, but focus on the inward. Yeah, focus on that inward because it's par the the inside. Scripturally, here what he's saying doesn't really perish when it's renewed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it doesn't perish. Yeah. You know what? What good is it to 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 gain the whole world and yet lose your own soul? Mm. And then there's another scripture that says it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Not your body, mm. not the perishable part, but the other part that we don't think is perishable. No, the spirit, spirit can be perished too. The only difference is you That's... work on your spirit. Your outward man, outward man should respond as a result of what you've worked on. Yeah, and we didn't even really touch on that part. You just said yeah. a mouthful right there. Right. We can go into the podcast and talk yeah. about that. That is good. Yep. People understand there is a part of us that, it, besides heaven and hell, our spirit man. It will perish. And that's why Jesus, that's the Lord right. even said, I desire that none not, should perish. He ain't talking about our flesh. He's not talking about this flesh. This flesh is just going to return to the bones. Let me give you an example. Go ahead. Do you know, we, we all think that the body is what feels, mm-hmm. gives us feeling because it has nerves and things. The that's five senses. The five senses. That's actually not what allows you to, you don't feel because of your nerves. Mm-hmm. You feel because of your spirit man. Mm. Let me give you an example. Yeah. When your spirit man is absent from the body, does it feel anything? No. And, no. They're, and they're still there. Exactly. That's why it's once you're absent from the body, you're present with the Lord. The only thing that it, that gives feeling and emotion to your physical body is your spirit man. Mm. If your spirit man's out of your body, your body doesn't have any feeling. Wow. Even though everything, the still properties are still in that body, that physical right. body. So what your spirit man does is, is it ignites because it was originally given by the breath of God. There's, so because it was given by the breath of God, that's what creates the life of the feelings and emotions within that physical body. Right. But the moment that spirit man leaves, it's gone. It's gone. But now here's the only here's the interesting thing. Okay, this is revelation Go stuff. Yeah, yeah. Your feelings and your emotions follow your spirit when you leave your body. That's good. How do you know? That's because good. when you go to hell. Or to heaven, you still experience emotions and feelings. And pain. And pain. Or joy. So that means that it's not your body that actually feels. It's your spirit, man. It's your spirit, man. Wow. So. And we're going to close with that? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Is that amazing? That's good. That's amazing, isn't it? That's good. That's a good revelation. That's good. People need to understand that God's not going to let those emotions and feelings and the the physical feelings go. And the memories. That's right. The memories are tied to that. It's all tied to that. Because we'll know people, our loved ones, who who accepted Christ as as their Savior, who are in heaven, when we pass from this life to the next as Christians, we see our loved ones. We remember them. We'll remember them. And so we we better get our our spirit man renewed. That's why Paul even declares. He says, look, uh, you know, working out the spirit man profits much, but working out the physical body basically profits little. He's not saying that it's not good to not take care of that work, you know, that man. Mm -hmm. But he's saying is at the end of the day, if you don't renew that inward man, which is more important, important, that outward man's going to, is just, you're working on something that's perishing then. Wow. But he says, in reality, your inward man's perishing too, because it's going to fill it in eternity if you don't get that renewed. Wow. You've got to work on your inward man. So if we work out the outward more than we do the inward, we're going to perish. That's right.
That's right. Wow. So wow. we we need to get our act right in yeah. the church. Amen. And people need to understand that God's not going to just all of a sudden everything that was in this body just disappears when when we're finally in heaven or when we're mm-hmm. in hell for some. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to understand this body is just a piece of dust after we leave. It's only again, it's temporary. It says here, temporary. It's just a temporary thing. It's just to it's just to house the spirit man. This is why when people say, well, the Holy Spirit lives within me. Well, there's nothing wrong with saying that because we say, well, I get it. Mm-hmm. But in reality, my pastor was talking to me the other night. He says, your, your spirit man doesn't really live in your body. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, your spirit man's actually living in the body of your spirit. So like, that's true. So there's a housing. Yeah. So the body is just, is just housing your spirit man. But the spirit of the Lord lives within your spirit. Not wow. your body, it's within Which is the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Right, and the spirit and the body will be separated at one point in time, and the spirit of the Lord sure. will still be in that spirit, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he lives within the spirit, man. Again, you dropped, dropping two bombs on us, Pastor. Yeah. We're trying to close here, <laughs> man. We're trying to close. <laughs> no. Add more fuel uh, to the fire here. Yeah, because those are just, just little nuggets of revelation. That, that it's extremely important for us to understand how important our spirit man is and wow. why we need to work it so that way we're not deceived in these last days. Wow, my pastor. Yep. That is some good stuff. Now, good how, stuff. how do you want to close this? <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I think we've said it all. I, th- yeah. I think the key yeah. is yeah. just make sure. That you spend time renewing the thing that's eternal, yeah. and that's your spirit, man. Mm-hmm. Because one day we're going to stand before the Lord, and it won't be in this physical body. Mm-hmm. It'll be in our supernatural body, and we need to have that thing right. Amen. I hear this word, my pastor. People are ignoring this. So don't ignore feeding and renewing your spirit, man. Amen. Stop ignoring it. Amen. It's time to feed it. And I, we pray this podcast was a blessing to you, Amen. as a reminder, as refreshing. But you know what? It's time for you to get power back in your house by renewing your spirit, man, day by day. We love you so much. We pray this podcast was a blessing to you. And we'll see you next week. Amen. God, God bless. bless. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.